0: Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish, and that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplify.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. If this is your first episode, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. If you've listened to several or multiple episodes, thank you so much for coming back again again. That means the world to me, and I hope that you continue to find everything you need to help you declutter as a mom here. So today we are going to talk about the air quote, right way to declutter, because there really is only one one right, right way to do this, and that is to ultimately get the stuff That is excess that you don't need, that you don't have room for, that you're sick of cleaning up all the time, that you are so done with trying to just get organized and get your family to help clean up and organize as well, is to get it out of your home and possession for good. So I say get it out of your possession for good is because sometimes we declutter our houses and put it into storage units, which storage units serve a purpose sometimes, but A lot of times storage units just delay our decision. And then we have a house full of stuff and a storage unit full of stuff. And that's not what we wanna do. We want to get your excess, your clutter out of your possession for good. That's the only way to to declutter because that's the definition of decluttering is to get rid of your excess, not to shift it around in your home, not to try and get it organized, but to actually get it out of your care and responsibility. So it's that simple. And it's also that complicated. So let's talk about three ways that make this difficult for moms to do. And the first reason is that no, you don't want to be wasteful, right? Nobody wants to be wasteful. Nobody wants to get rid of perfectly good stuff. Nobody wants to waste their money or have to repurchase something that they might need in the future. But here's the thing is that the waste was in the purchase and it's not the waste is not happening when you decide to declutter it the waste happened when you purchased things that you didn't need when you overconsumed that's when the waste was created if there was never a demand for that stuff it never would have even had the chance to become waste right you wouldn't have wasted your money you wouldn't have wasted the resources um and as individuals, we do have a certain responsibility to reduce our, our consumption, the things that we purchase, the things that we create a demand for. And I just want to acknowledge without going off on too much of a tangent is that corporations are also guilty of this because, um, in a consumer society, that's just what happens. They get a better financial deal to create more things. They, um, sales work better when the shelves are full. And so, there's a lot of incentives for corporations too, to just trash their perfectly good products that nobody bought, which creates a false, you know, a false demand of resources that we aren't responsible for. But as individuals, what we can focus on is not overconsuming in the first place by not creating to the demand, you know, and, and increasing the demand. So decluttering is not inherently wasteful the waste is in the overconsumption, um, the mindless spending, the buy one, get one deals for things that you don't need. Um, and the way that it can become wasteful, right. If decluttering can become wasteful is if you are decluttering things and then just buying more immediately and then decluttering them again, which is another conversation because that likely points to a deeper issue, maybe a shopping addiction, maybe, um, some other kind of of thing going on within you, your mind or your emotions that needs address, which is larger than I'm qualified to help you with. So if that is happening for you, um, get in touch with it and and figure out why is, why is that happening? Are you getting rid of the wrong things? it could be that. It could be that you're getting your, you want to declutter, but you're getting rid of the wrong things, the things that your family actually uses and needs. And then you're stuck with a bunch of stuff that nobody uses and nobody needs. And so then you have to repurchase things because you are decluttering the wrong things that totally can happen. Um, and if that's the case for you, then getting some support from somebody like me and my decluttering courses like decluttering simplified would be really helpful for you because I walk you through the decision making process to make sure that you are keeping the things that, you and your family need and want and getting rid of the things that your family really doesn't need and doesn't want. Um, but if it's just that you you are constantly looking to buy something and then constantly decluttering, um, that probably is some kind of coping mechanism or a way of numbing your emotions that you're feeling. And that's okay. Like, I'm pretty sure we can all relate to that and have done it in some capacity. Actually, I know we all have because we're humans. Um, but the second thing that may be holding you back from decluttering and feeling like you're not doing it the right way or whatever is that you're wanting to redistribute it all to people who can use it. And here's the hard truth going back to what we were talking about just a second ago is that living in a consumerist society, we simply have too much stuff to redistribute to other people. People don't need clutter, right? Uh, We plain and simple live in a society with a surplus of things that we don't need, a surplus of stuff inside of our homes that nobody truly needs. And then because of that, we have a shortage of a lot of the things that we do need, like community, like in-person support, like financial literacy, um, like knowing and having the means and the resources to care for our physical, mental, and emotional health. We're lacking in that. We have piles and piles of stuff for sure that maybe we could redistribute to somebody feeling like we're helping them. But what people need most, especially when they're in crisis, is not piles of stuff. They need time from people, energy from people, community, right? people being willing to share their skills and their education with other people to help them fix, fix the way that they're living, fix whatever is going on with them, right? And I want to share that with you because yes, sometimes redistributing resources is valuable. What's more valuable than shifting around a bunch of stuff to people is actually shifting around money because people can use money to turn it into whatever resource that they need but a lot of times because we buy these piles and piles of stuff it depletes our finances. our finances um, um and so i want to both acknowledge that yes redistributing resources is valuable there are so many ways to redistribute your resources but if you are in the beginning stages of your decluttering i personally and this is not always the popular opinion i personally don't think the best use of your time Is figuring out how to perfectly redistribute your things in your home that could potentially be used by somebody somewhere sometime because the likelihood of that stuff that you are redistributing being something that actually has a huge impact on somebody is not very large, right? And the point of decluttering is to clear up your time, your energy, your resources so that in the event of somebody having a need, you can jump in and help meet that need, whether it's by giving them some of the excess stuff that you currently have. Maybe you have a whole lot of consumable items like paper towels and toilet paper or food even, and you know somebody's in need, you can redistribute that because you have the time and energy to do that instead of trying to redistribute the piles of clutter on your kitchen counters and your stairs and your couch that have been sitting there for who knows how long and really aren't beneficial to somebody. Does that make sense? I hope that that makes sense. Um, because a lot of times when I try to explain this to people, the the assumption is made that I don't care about giving back to people, and I do. But I also strongly believe in doing whatever it is that we can to get ourselves so efficient with our time, energy, and resources that when somebody has a need, it's easy for us to give those things that are way more impactful than stuff, which is our time, our energy, and our resources. I like to keep, money aside for things like that. It's never, you know, tons and tons of money, but we had a family or not a family, a friend whose house burnt down a couple months ago. And I was able to send money because I don't know what she needs. I don't have kids the same age as her. I can't give her clothes. I can't give her toys. Um, I can give her food, but she doesn't have a house to even keep it in. The best thing for me to give her is some emotional support and some money so that they can pay for what it is that they need in that moment and they can turn it into whatever it is that they want. So um, when you declutter your house, right? And in the beginning, when you're not probably not, best use of your time is not to redistribute it to other people all over the place. um, Down the road, you do get a place to where you can redistribute those things in a more mindful way. For example, when... I had my last two babies and they outgrew their baby stuff. I had a good little stockpile of a baby carrier that I didn't ever use because I had one that I did use and I did like. So I had a baby carrier. I had a like a boppy pillow thing. Controversy aside, okay, don't come at me for the boppy pillow, you know, a bumbo seat. I had a good little, you know, stockpile of a baby starter kit basically that I was able to give to a local mom. It was all in good condition. I felt really good about that. And I was able to give that to her and alleviate the need for her to have to go get those things, right? And so redistributing your stuff is still valuable, but it doesn't necessarily need to be what you start with because you probably just don't have the bandwidth to actually do that in a way that's efficient for you and efficient for the person who's receiving your stuff which I think is also something to consider. How, if you have ever been the recipient of somebody giving you hand-me-down clothes where you're like, oh my gosh, thank you. And oh my gosh, this is so much stuff. It's not even the right size. It's not the right season. It doesn't fit my kids. And then you're overwhelmed by what could have been a really great gift because it was hard for you to receive it because the person was giving you too much. Um, You can get to a place where whatever it is that you are giving in the form of tangible things You can make it easy for the person to receive it because you can make sure that it's stuff that they want, stuff that they need. Instead of being like, I'm so overwhelmed, just trying to get rid of the stuff in my house. I'm going to push it off onto somebody else. And I know that's not your intention. That's not what you're thinking, but it's a pretty common experience. One that I have both been on the giving and receiving end of specifically when I moved out of Alaska and I was like getting rid of all this stuff. And I just wanted, I honestly just needed to get rid of my stuff and I didn't care who took it. And I didn't care. If they had room for it, if they even had a need for it, I was being very selfish and like, I just need it out of my possession. And, you know, I'm telling you that because we all do it, but I've also been on the receiving end of that. And that's also hard to receive, of like, I kind of wish you would have asked if I even wanted this stuff in the first place because I don't even have room for it. Okay. So I'm just sharing that with you to help reframe the way that you view redistributing your stuff to people and giving you some new ideas of. How to do that in a different way by giving time, energy, and and maybe even money. Okay, now the final thing that holds moms back from decluttering in what they think might be the right way or maybe the wrong way is wanting to get your money's worth back. It's kind of the opposite of what we talked about in this second point of like redistributing yourself to anybody um, is getting your money's worth and thinking that you should hold on to it because it could turn into money. And here's the thing, I used to say this all the time when I first started Motherhood Simplified and I haven't said it in a long time, so I'm excited to bring it back. If you are an original podcast, Motherhood Simplified community member, I know you'll remember this, but holding on to your clutter because it used to be money and you think it could be money again one day is not the same as having money in the bank. It's not the same. Your clutter very rarely turns back into money. And if it does turn back into money, it's turning into money that's pennies on the dollar for what you sent, spent. Some things, very, very, very few things will hold their value enough to resell and, and get a little bit of money back. But for the most part, you're just not going to get a lot of money back for it, if any at all, because if it's clutter to you, it's likely clutter to somebody else and nobody's really willing to spend money on it. I have a couple specific examples of this that I want to share with you. And one example is from a mom inside the Motherhood Simplified group. Her name is Lou Boy. Um, Her and her husband moved um, from a beautiful house with custom furniture, just beautiful decor, all of these really, really nice things that they had spent, you know, like hundreds of thousands of dollars on. And she said herself too, for even that stuff, that's really high quality. They got maybe 10%. Back in the form of money because people just aren't willing to spend that much on used items. It's, it's just a painful truth. It's just, it is what it is. And, um, there was another mom who was talking about how she, I think we might all be able to relate to this, but She has all of these clothes. She has bins and bins and bins of clothes like that her kids have outgrown that she was saving for if they ever had more kids, like four or five big Rubbermaid bins of clothes that she took to be consigned expecting, you know, knowing that she had spent thousands of dollars on clothes over the years and expecting that she would, you know, get several hundred dollars back. You know, she's hoping for like five or $600 and she ended up getting about a hundred dollars and it's not because the clothes weren't originally expensive it's not because the clothes weren't in pretty good condition it's that there's so there's such a huge supply of clothing that you can get you can buy you know toddler pants for 3 to 4 dollars at Walmart brand new so to think that you're going to get a whole lot of money back for used clothes just it's not realistic and A lot of times we hold on to our money because it feels like we're losing money, but you already spent the money. You knew that you spent it and maybe it was because you needed it. Maybe it was because you wanted it, but that money's already gone. And a lot of times it just doesn't come back to us in the amounts that we hope. And then that stops us from making progress with our decluttering. So (laughs) all of that being said, these are just some common things that happen that I see happen over and over again in the motherhood simplified Facebook group and the emails that I get back from you in the courses that I create and the challenges that I lead. So you're not alone in it. And if you want more support in actually moving past this and learning how to actually make decisions and come to terms with, you know maybe feeling wasteful in the moment in a short moment but then being much more mindful in the future join one of the motherhood simplified courses. Decluttering simplified is amazing. Um, it's the, it's the, (laughs) I was going to say something that I'm not going to say, I was going to bring it back to like the early nineties, but (laughs) it's a great course. It helps you declutter your entire home, start to finish. You get a community attached to it. You can declutter with other moms. Literally we plan decluttering sessions to do together, um, on zoom so that you aren't doing it alone, that you've got some camaraderie, you've got some support, you can bounce ideas off of off of the group who is all doing the same thing as you. It's really, really powerful. I obviously recommend it. And then I've got smaller courses too. If you're like, that's too much for me. I'd like to focus on just toys or just clothes. You can go check all of those out on my site, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash courses. They're all there for you as well as blogs and podcasts and a lot of other support for you there. So that's it for today's episode. The only right way to declutter is to ultimately get the stuff out of your home and possession for good. I hope this is helpful and I will see you on the next episode. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist.